Hello, so I'm here for another episode of Extra Vibes. Uh, of course, once again, I'm joined by Lee Graham. Uh, seems to become a a regular uh, pairing. Um, this time, we'll be discussing the uh, all of the Rival Sons albums. We'll be ranking them, of course, with the uh, release of Darkfire um, at the time of this episode's release. That'll have just come out. Lee was the only person I knew that had heard it in advance, <laughs> considering <laughs> that he's just uh, interviewed Jay. Of course, that isn't part of the reason to why I've had Leon. I, th- I thought uh, your expertise would come in handy here, considering. Expertise is a, it's a far fetch, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I thought, uh, especially off the back of us both interviewing Jay, it would be appropriate. <laughs> Uh, so we'll kick things off. Um, what is your 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 lowest choice? Yeah, like we were saying before uh, we started yeah. recording, and it's uh, not easy one to choose mm. because, like, you're a massive fan of rival sons. This is it. It's like it's it's like choo- like trying to choose a child. You know, you're at the like. Do you really want to put this one at the bottom of the list? You're thinking about it, but some somebody's got to be at the bottom. Someone's got to be at the bottom, you say, and um, the, the I've, I've gone with Before the Fire, which was their mm. the first, the first release of being at the bottom. Uh, the reason, don't get me wrong, right, yeah, it's got some great tracks on it, like Angel and Memphis Sun, um, you know, some great, great songs on it, but um, it's very much them, obviously, it's their first album, so it's very much them at their sort of embryotic stage. Mm. Um, I didn't hear this particular record until a few years after it was released because I came in like a lot of people in at pressure and time. Um, and with it being a self-funded uh, album, the first album, you couldn't really get a hold of a copy so easy um, at that point. And uh, so it took me a little while to find it. So by the time I found it, although it was cool to hear those songs in this and the, that sort of, like I say, that embryotic period of, of Rival Sons, um, I'd kind of missed the mark in that period of time where it would have been cool to hear because... Pressure and Time had already come out by the time I heard it. I think even Head Down had come out by the time I heard this record, if I'm, if I'm being totally honest. Um, so, yeah, so for me, that's the, the reason is sort of the, the first stage, we'll call it, rather than being bum of the list. But, yeah, definitely the first one. It's still worth listening to. But I was saying it's got some great records on it, like Memphis Sun, a particular Lucky Girl is another one. Uh, the Man Who Wasn't There, that's another great tune. Um, but, yeah, very much them in their embryonic stage. And I think I'm right in saying that when... A lot of these songs were written. Jay Buchanan hadn't quite joined the band fully yet, so they're almost sort of fully formed. So that might be some of the reason as well why it's not quite rival sons as we know and love. Mm. I mean, we align. Obviously, I've gone with uh, Before the Fire as the the first one as well. There, um, as you mentioned, there it's it's the early stages of rival sons. You mm. know, you can see signs of where they're going to go. Yeah. Um, as as you say there, you know, Jay hasn't really come in, at least in a writing capacity yet. No. Um, but they, there are a few in there. I mean, I, I quite like uh, Memphis Sun and, and um, On My Way. Yeah. Go on. um, that one's a cool one. I, I think there's, there's signs of what's to come. But yeah, I think there's just much better at this point. It's, yeah. it's one of them. I think Jay would agree. Um, Yes, moving on. Is there going to be an upset here? This is my second choice. I went for the EP. Uh, the EP they, they released. Um, I mean, with tracks like Torture and Soul on it, you just you can't deny the quality of the songwriting. It's really starting to come through. And this particular EP 
I got when it was part of a classic rock thing. Like they classic rock released the EP here in the UK mm. as part of like a free thing, and they'd just started really talking about Rival Sons. Um, and I, th- I'd heard Pressure and Time this single, and I'd gone off immediately just went off and bought the album, which we'll get to in a second. And then the following month, um, that was when the EP was on on the front of Classic Rock, and it's solid. It's six tracks, but as we're seeing uh, um, the albums, it seemed only right to let the rest of the albums do the talking on the list, so to speak. But you know, Torture is a, is what is still today and Soul still today two of my favorite rival songs. Song. Mm. I mean, we, we we decided to include the the EP in this in this ranking because. Um, you know, it's not like they've got fifteen albums, um, right. and there's a there's a huge catalogue there. But for me in particular, I felt that the EP was quite quite strong in 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 regards of songs. There, I mean, Very um, true. Mm, but but to to surprise you, the EP isn't my next choice. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going with this one because it's the it's the one that I don't go back to as often as the other records. Okay. And so I'm going with Hollow Bones. Again, it's like picking your favourite child. So for the rival sons out there that are going, oh, you know, the fans that are going, oh, you're wrong, Ryan. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of the things, like, I love all of these. Mm. But it's it's Hollow Bones is the one, well, that and Before the Fire are the two, really, that I, I just don't return to as often there's the rest i enjoy it i think it's got uh some decent stuff in there i like fade out and like uh thundering voices um but i feel i the, there aren't uh like singles that stand out to me there aren't mm. um as as a as a whole cohes like thing it, it doesn't doesn't quite have the edge for me that the other stuff has um so for that reason it is second to bottom i know (laughs) so my my next choice is uh the second album i ever personally heard of boys and it's head down very strong record you've got tracks like keep on swinging and wild animal and you want to until the sun comes up you know that, that opening four four or five tracks are really really solid and i think it's a great record but for me personally, the other releases just have that slight edge. And with a band like Rival Sons, for me, it, we like when we did done our, you know, our albums of the years ones that we've done. And there's like, there's not a lot really between four and one. Yeah. You know, another, on another head spin, you know, head down could be further up the list. Mm. Uh, it's not, a, it was an album where I only saw one of the, one of the tours live. Whereas the others I've seen a couple of shows, whether it be festival shows as well. So maybe that has something to do with it with memories being held to, to live events. But you know, tracks like uh you know, and of course it has got Jordan on it as well, which Jordan I absolutely adore. That is one of my favourite songs, and there's a lot of killer songs on this. But uh I just feel like everything else has just got that slight edge and it is like hair splitting kind of things now. Mm. Uh, with like this with, with rival sons of me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it, we are splitting hairs at this point already. Um, uh, and speaking of that, uh, my next choice is the Rather Sons EP that just comes okay. just ahead of Hollow Bones for me. Um, I think stuff like uh, Sacred Tongue, 
and uh, Get What's Coming. I mean, I like Get What's Coming. It's like a catchy song. It's fun. It's, you know, showcases Jay's vocals at an early stage. Um, it's just, yeah, for me, it's just a little bit more catchy than, than something off Hollow Bones, even though it's not quite, you know, if you were to look from maybe a, a critical standpoint, it's... Uh, doesn't have the the well-rounded sound of, of Rival Sons like Hollow Bones does. I just enjoy it a little bit more. The thing though, there's, there's a lot of those songs from the EP though. Mm. I would say in a live setting, probably I would say the songs you're gonna hear you're gonna hear probably hear Torture Soul Sacred Tongue a lot more than you would anything with the exception of Hollow Bones itself. Yeah, and, you know, tumbling voices or whatever. Mm. And may- maybe this is it. Maybe, maybe that's part of why I'm subconsciously putting Hollow Bones lower down because we don't hear as much of that record live. No. Maybe so. I mean, I'd, I'd be interested in why. Do they yeah. like it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you think they would? <laughs> uh, well, this is it. But who knows, really? Um, <laughs> I mean, they, they seem like an honest bunch of guys. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, next is Hollow Bones. Um, I, it's it's an album for me. I, I, I completely agree. There's no necessarily st- like a lot of singles. I, I love the title track. I think that's a great great track. Mm-hmm. Love thundering voices. Um, and pretty face and fade out. I love their version of Black Coffee on it as well. That's a great great rendition of Black Coffee. Uh, but then that, that's one of my favorite blues songs anyway. So that was always going to be a highlight um, when I, you know, was like, you get the album, you read a track list and I'm like, please be the black coffee. I think you're going to be. <laughs> and, and it was. And I remember the time Beth Hart had also done a rendition as well at the time. I think it was with Joe Bonamassa. I could be wrong there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm right in saying that. Um, and you know, I thought, oh, well, maybe they won't have done because you know, Beth Hart and Joe Bonamassa have just done this. But yeah, the, their version of Black Coffee is fantastic on it. And for me, there might not be songs that you hear all the time off it and the obvious choices to go to. But I think it got to that point. I think it was that transitional record between the Great Great Western Valkyrie album and Feral Roots where they started to just shift slightly. And as a as a whole album, it, um, it grew on me a lot more as a whole piece. It's not something I think I, I don't think it's an album you can dip in and out of. I think it is an album where you have to sit with the whole record, and it does take a few runs of the whole record to. And it did for me to grab me, you know. I, 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 it did take a few runs, but eventually it did really grab me as as a whole piece. But that's all where yeah. I am. I mean, maybe, maybe this is why I don't go back to it as often. Like you've got to do the entire record. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, my next one is uh, Head Down. Um, I mean, as as you mentioned when when you when you selected it there, um, you know Jordan, mm. it's it's a staple, really, um, and uh, keep on swinging as well. Um, yeah, and I, I I felt having listened to all of these quite recently, um, you could see that head down was a moment where, at least production wise, things had taken a step up. Yeah. Um, and it was really starting to sound like the rival sons that we know today. Um, so I think that there's there's that solid foundation there, and I, I felt like they've just continuously built on that. What they you know going forward, 
Um, so that that's why it's kind of in in my middle of the pack, really. Um, but I, I do feel that simply compared to what's coming after it, with yeah. the exception of Hollow Bones, in my my opinion, anyway, um, I felt everything else was stronger. So again, again, it's just so tough. Uh, so the next album is, is the album that brought me into the band, and that's the Pressure and Time record. Um, right. See, I thought this would be higher on your list, Larry. It was. It was high on my list. It, it was mm-hmm. high out for a long, long time, and it's an album that holds a lot of memories. Mm. Um, like I say, you know, I first heard the single Pressure and Time, um, and I said to Scott um, when I got to interview him last year, this this is an album that um, really brought me out of the funk. Um, music wise, um, not to get too deep and heavy, but when you know, when I lost my dad, um, to cancer, and that because music was a big part of our relationship, yeah. it was tough for me to listen to records for a while because because we went at so many gigs together. Pretty much every record in my collection had a memory link somewhere along the line to my dad, so it was for, mm. for a period, it was like really awkward to listen to, to stuff I enjoyed. Um, and then I had the Pressure and Time single, and I was like, man, I've, I've just got to find this album, I've got to go get it. And um, I went and bought the record and I stuck it on. And obviously this is a band that are, sadly, because my dad would have absolutely loved Rival Sons. They were definitely his sort of thing. Um, was, but were not connected to my dad in any way. Um, and that's no disrespect, of course. But I could listen to it with a clean slate almost, if you like. And this record came in and, and took me out of that funk, man. And just, it gave me, it was it was too good not to enjoy. It's bangers all the way through from all the way over the road, all the way through to Face of Light. And I was definitely reminded last year when they did their 10th anniversary tour of that record. Um, the songs on it that, you know, you almost forget tracks like White Noise and Face of Light that I mentioned and Save Me and, and Get Mine as well. Um, all absolutely storming tracks. And so, yeah, it's, a, it's an album that means a lot to me. But if I'm being critical because of what we're saying about stuff as they go along, I think there's a reason that it's here and not at the top. I think mm-hmm. since they've gone on, they've grown, they've developed. This songwriting's craft has gone on and on. Um, but although it's it's definitely up there, one of my favourite albums ever. I think it's only fair to put it where it is, rather than a little higher. Which would be purely if I did if I put it higher, it would be purely for memories and nostalgia kind of thing. And mm-hmm. they, they they aren't a band that are a nostalgic band. I know they did the anniversary tour last year for this for this record, but as a rule, they are driving forward and I think like you were saying earlier they've they've continually improved their game so yeah for my reason that's where it's going now mm. I mean it's when you were talking there it, it reminds me of this question that I, that I do sometimes throw out there the uh, what's that band that was your band mm. and it, it seems like very much with, with Pressure and Time that was your record so it was like oh, yeah. this is the one I resonate with um and yeah, I certainly had that. But my choice next, uh, I think this will be higher on your list. It, it's Great Western Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see the look on your face. Um, see, I love this record. Um, I think from this point onwards, they're all top draw. Um, really? It, it, uh, for other bands, it'd be probably their best record. Um but yeah, I mean, it's, it's got so much in there. Um, Electric Man. Uh, I mean, what a single! Yeah, there's, it, it feels it feels again like this was a big step up for them at the time. Um, 
going from wasn't it head down that was head the previous one at the time. yeah so going from head down to great western valkyrie there's a huge jump there i think perhaps with the exception of jordan mm. with that one single but as a as an album as a whole um i feel it's far superior top three now man mm. my, my third is great western valkyrie Ah, see, I, I knew we were going to... I thought you might have put it in second, you know. And, uh, great was, uh, for a long time, this was my my favourite Rival Sons album for, for a long time. But, um, mm. you know, um, like you said, it felt like a real shift. It was obviously the first record after their original bass player, Robin Everhart, left and Dave Best came into play. Um, and, and with that, you know, at that point I'd heard, you know, the first, well, first two records I'd heard and that point, Pressure and Time and Head Down. And then it was announced that... You know, Robin Everhart wasn't one for the road and he just decided, you know, oh, I've done it. I want to go do something else. And I was a bit gutted because I just thought, oh, there's, here's a band I can really get my teeth into and be so excited about. And now a component's left. And those earlier records, like the Pressure and Time and Head Down records, you know, the bass lines that Robin was doing on those. And as a bass player, I always listen out for that. Mm. Um, were great. Yeah, this really cool kind of full, full, on like Motown kind of sound who was playing really really great bass player really solid and there was that part of me that thought oh no they've they've got rid of a you know one quarter is gone another yeah, one's yeah. going to come and how much is that going to change and is this going to is that then going to like make it a bit unstable while they find their feet with one another again and I couldn't have been more wrong <laughs> uh, like they came out with Great Western Valkyrie and from the from the moment I heard Electric Man it was like fuck <laughs> like yeah, yeah. there's something really really special about this record and all the way through I mean it just doesn't let up there's many textures to this, to this album there's you know you've got tracks like Where I've Been for example um, mm. which is an absolute favourite of mine and you can hear almost you can always hear the pain in Jay's voice when he's singing that it's, I think it's one of his finest vocal performances on it and you got all the way through you go you know Play the Fool and Good Times and Open My Eyes and good luck and secret and it's just it's a bell star it's just a fantastic record and for me i was with you i didn't think when that record came out i went right okay they can't beat this yeah no, they can't they can't they might equal it but mm. they can't beat it but it's my number three <laughs> Yes, so you're wrong three, well, two times. <laughs> Not the first time I've been wrong, mate. <laughs> um, my next pick. Now, you you were saying about, oh, uh, I'm going to go with Critical and not Nostalgia or whatever. Uh, I'm going with, like, semi-nostalgia, uh, semi-kind of enjoyment. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to go with Pressure and Time. Uh, just above Great Western Valkyrie because I feel it's just such a catchy record and it's the first record that I was like wow this is Rival Sons um, and <laughs> when I was making the trailer for interviewing Jay I was like I have to find some way of fitting in the track Pressure and Time <laughs> into this <laughs> even though <laughs> we're doing a Dark Fighter uh, album kind of centric thing I've got to find a way of doing it Yeah. Uh, because it's just, uh, I mean, that's that song in particular as well. I think if if they played a gig where they didn't play Pressure and Time, I think people would be like coming away going like, what's that about? Yeah, what's going, going on? on? Yeah. Well, I remember like running, like me and Joe didn't live together at the time when that when that track came out, or when mm. I had it for the first time. And I, I had the day off work for whatever reason. 
and um, I sort of tossing um, about as you do because I think we were going to a gig that night so I just took the day off and um, had the pressure and time and I was like I need to go find this band um, before I heard the record and I think I played the song on loop for God knows how long just that just that riff as soon as that pressure and time bass line kicked in going back to what you were saying what I was saying um, yeah and I just I remember just like Joe was, um, you know, Joe, me and Joe went home together and I like ran over to hers. And uh, as soon as I pretty much opened the door, I was there on YouTube, like, you need to listen to this. <laughs> and Joe's like, okay, Lee's found a band, oh, which yeah. now Joe loves as well. Um, but yeah, that, that, that record did have a huge impact. Mm, and it's it's just got this, I mean, like the first track there all over the road, it's got, it's got mm. this real kind of cool retro vibe that I quite like. Um yeah, I think I think it's a it's a very influential record. You know, I look at quite a few bands in this kind of new wave of classic rock scene, and it feels like they're pulling from this kind of era. My Rival Sons, quite a few times. Um, so yeah, for my reason, well, for for that reason, uh, that, that's why it's in at number three there. Um, top two, serious. Serious stuff. So, yeah. yeah, my number two is Feral Roots. Interesting. Yeah. So, Feral Roots, my number two. It, if I'm honest, mm. on a, on like Great Western Valkyrie was like an initial smack. It was initial hit, bang. Yeah. Um, you know, Electric Man straight out of the gate. Mm. You know, it just continues that, like carries that wave um, all the way through. And the first track I heard it, it was like, wow, this is great. Feral Roots and again great only track would do your worst um, but it was one that it was a definite grower like I thought oh this is a really cool record mm. but the more I listened to it the more it kind of revealed itself a bit more and tracks like uh, Look Away and Imperial Joy and All Directions songs that didn't necessarily hit me with a sucker punch the first time I listened to them really kind of opened up and you kind of got immersed in it and to me the album has now grown to a point where it is above Great Western Valkyrie mm. Great Western Valkyrie hit me with a sucker punch and stayed there Bell Roots kind of opened up and developed and let me sort of discover more sides of it a lot longer I think mm. um, tracks like Sugar on the Bone and Back in the Woods and the title track itself um, and Shooting Stars, which I just absolutely adore. Uh, you know, when Shooting Stars, I mean, what a way to close an album. It felt like if you went to, and I know they're a band who like to, you know, keep looking forward, but, and they obviously did the Pressure and Time Tour last year, but I think if they were to do in 10, 15 years' time, whatever, and do a, a Ferrari's anniversary, I think Shooting Stars would be like a perfect closer of a set. It's, it felt like that kind of vibe, but I'd listened to it through, had its peaks and trough. And then it just finishes on this complete epic. Mm. As a, a surprise to many, uh, Feral Roots is my number two as well. Yeah. Um, I was jostling uh, with Feral Roots because I love Feral Roots. I think that that's for a while I thought, uh, oh, I'm wrong about Great Western Valkyrie. Feral Roots is the pinnacle. And then I was wrong again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, like the title track there, Feral Roots, it's, it was one of the ones that I would have on repeat quite a lot when this record came out. Um, 
I mean, back in the woods, it's just a cool song. I mean, it's ridiculous. That that opening drum section. Oh. <laughs> you know, like it's kind of got this kind of John Bonham thing going on there, and I love that kind of stuff. Um Sugar on the Bone. I mean they they you know, they call him the fuzz lord for a reason, isn't it? I mean, this is just all of the fuzz. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it, it was in my opinion, I mean, it was Grammy nominated uh, with Do Your Worst. I think that it should probably, in my view anyway, I think it should probably have won a Grammy. Definitely. Because um, I felt like lyrically it was it was such a big step up. Um, and, and sonically, it's, again, another progression. But uh, it seems like we have the same number one currently anyway. Which, ironically, uh, not for marketing purposes, but uh, <laughs> ironically, is the new record, Dark Fighter. Not not that uh, we're sponsored by our sons or anything. The strange thing, like when I when I was given the go ahead to go and interview Jay, I mm. was there was a piece. I, I mean, I was very excited for it because they're one of my favourite bands. But there was also a piece of me that was like, "Oh God, I hope this record is really good." Yeah. Because I'm not very good at lying. So. <laughs> so there's a piece of me, I'm getting all of this thing, I'm getting the email, you know, with the Atlantic Records logo on it. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, like, really hope this is good. Like, I'm feeling the pressure for them, really. Because um, to follow Feral Roots is very difficult. Um, as I say, at this point in time, I was thinking, like, this is their pinnacle of their career. Yeah. Um, and then I, then I played Darkfire. And I, I, it has a different flavour. Definitely, um, it's pardon the pun, darker. Um, but it's it's much more complex. And I think as musicians, it's it's uh, something to be like very very proud of. It, you know, it's such a step up. It's um, I mean, as as we've both spoke about, it feels like a personal record. Mm. Really does. Um, I mean, obviously that track "Dark Side" um, that we chatted about with with uh, with Jay, uh, very personal experience mm. um, in life, uh, and it's it's interesting. I mean, obviously we've got this other. We're in this strange position where, in for the first time in a year, we're going to have another album come out, oh, Lightbringer. Um, I'm not going to say that Darkfire is the pinnacle of their career this time because I've been wrong twice before. <laughs> um, so, so I'm not going to say that this time, but um, I, I, I mean, I heard that first single, Nobody Wants to Die. What a um, Again, it was like, wow, this is great. As soon as that riff came in, it was yeah. just like, you know, it seems like you say, and, and, and the video was great as well, the video yeah. Hilarious, just like semi kind of you know Quentin Tarantino thing going yeah. on. It was brilliant, and you know here nobody wants to die. And that as soon as that riff kicked in, I was like, oh, "Fucking hell!" You know, Rival Sons are back. Mm. You get the impression that okay, well that's a very very solid single at least because obviously at that yeah. point I heard the album. And, and like you, and because uh, we both had our um, interviews confirmed at sort of similar times, and obviously mm-hmm. we both talked socially, so both of us were kind of like. <laughs> Have you got the album yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like I remember I 
did what I do with most albums. And uh, it's like the gym test, basically. <laughs> Chuck it in my ears and it's my time. You know, I don't have to worry about anything else. I'm just getting on with my workout and whatever's mm. in my ears is good. And opening track Mirrors comes in and it was like, you know, where does this come from? Yeah, yeah. And immediately I was like, well, that is a strong opener. Um, then it's Nobody Wants to Die after that. And then Burden the Hand, which I'd obviously heard as a single as well. Things Rapture after that. Um, mm. But even after Rapture, it just doesn't let up, man. No. I know I tell a lot, it's Bright Light in between the two, isn't it? Which is a track. Line, you know. Bright Light is, is a track. When I heard that, I was like, and I said this to Jay when I spoke to him, I was like, is is this going to be a single? Because I just like every, like the first bit of the album where you're like, is this going to let up on being like up here? Mm. And, it, and it doesn't. And not only are all the songs up here in terms of riffs and catchiness that you could immediately get hooked into, it's got also got that side of like Feral Roots as well, where because of the lyrical content and the themes within the album and the, like you say, excuse the pun, but darker sides to it, um, it just unveils more. And with it, with the track Dark Side, um, you know, I, I lost a friend to drugs as well. Mm. So when that came to the end of the album and, and you know, you got that kind of as a, as a subject matter, although completely different stories, as, as everyone's individual battles are, um, it was like, whoa. Mm. Like, it really got me. And like, that's why I'm really looking forward to, to Lightbringer coming out, because obviously... It's like, as, as Jay said, to, to, to us both, you know, this is like the sister album of Dark Fighter. It's, it's almost like the other side of the story to this record. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see where it takes us. Because yeah, it's... It, part of the coin's very, very, very cool already. I feel like this is going to be kind of the yin and yang pairing, mm. um, light and dark. Um but it, I mean, it, it, something that really interested me with Dark Fighter. I mean, Jay was speaking about uh, songs like "Bird in the Hand" mm-hmm. and and "Rapture." They don't have repetition in terms of uh, it's like uh, what is it like notes? It's like like there's no repeat. It's just mm-hmm. a continuous progression, and he seemed quite proud of that at the time. Um, <laughs> I think they've been working on it for a yeah. while, but there's there's no repetition really, and it's quite interesting that um, you can make something like that work in in an era where it has to be these catchy yeah. radio mm-hmm. kind of things. Um, that you can do something like that. I mean, I, I felt Rapture in particular was a real highlight. Mm. Just not just because of Jay, but because um, I mean the it had a very unusual chord progression. All right, um, and there's there's it's offering something that they've never done before. I mean, this, this feel like this another is, step up. Yeah, and this is the problem I've had with a couple of other bands in the past. Well, numerous other bands in the past, where when they get about three, four albums deep it's very easy to fall into the trap of going, right, well, this was popular and this works, so we're going to do more of that. Yeah. Um, and they'd certainly hit a, a new level of popularity with Fell Roots, of course, Grammy nominated. Yeah. They could have quite easily have just gone, right, people yeah. like Fell Roots, so we'll do more of Feral Roots. But they haven't done that, and I really respect them for that. 
Mm. Um, you know, they've looked to kind of challenge themselves and go into this other territory. I mean, Jay was saying that he felt like he needs to do that. He needs to write in a different way. Yeah. Um, and that, that always interests me again, a band like that, that wants to push themselves rather than sit in a kind of safe space. So, I mean, that not not just the reason for it being my favourite record currently, but it's, it's one of my favourite bands currently because of that. It's that progression, like you say. There's so many bands that I loved to the same sort of level way mm-hmm. before Rival Sons came into my life um, that I think, you know, you think stereotypically, well, I've had a longer relationship with that artist or that band. So, so they should probably be like higher on my ranking of bands I love because I've, I've loved them for longer. Mm. But there are certainly bands out there that I've loved for a long time, but they definitely kind of got to a peak yeah. and plateaued. Whereas I feel like, like you say, Rival Sons are constantly pushing themselves, mm. constantly expanding and constantly pushing the sort of boundaries of what's within their realm, if you like, in terms of songs. I don't think they just strike me as a band. And I get that impression more now that I've spoken with Jay and obviously Scott in in last year as well, that they're just a band that will never say no to an idea they've got in the room. They'll make it sound like rival sons, whatever that idea might be. Um, But I get the impression that nothing's better beyond their reach. They never go, oh, we can't do that because we're rival sons and we don't do this type of song or we don't do this melody or I think the only thing Jay and possibly Scott and uh, Mike and, and, and Dave would ever do would be to go, Oh no, we've already done that. Yeah. And, and it felt like with this record that not only are the songs great, but it's a different side of them once again. Mm. And I like the fact that, well, now, is it seven albums in we've just counted? Yeah. Seven, I believe. So like seven albums, seven albums and an EP in, and they can still surprise you. Mm. They can still cut something out that's that little bit left field. I mean, Dark Side is completely left field. Horse's Breath, which I really loved on the record, that's yeah. like another side completely as well. And yeah, I just love the fact that they're still pushing it, still, still doing it. And you know, Jay was clearly very excited for for Lightbringer to come out already when I was chanting the other day about this record. So, mm. so it could be interesting to see where it comes from, man. Yes. Um, for those that are saying that we both got this list wrong, <laughs> you know, you're wrong, this and the other. We want to know what your lists are, because I, I have a feeling that uh, a lot of people are going to have different ordering. Definitely. Um, I mean, at the time of this this episode coming out, Darkfire will be very fresh in people's minds. Mm. So maybe that's a factor. Um, maybe it might be a grower. Who knows? Um, but comment below. We want to know what are your well, what what are what's your list, yeah. um, top to bottom. We want to know all of them, uh, and let, yeah, let us know. I mean, I think the surprise. I think people will put pressure and time higher than we have. I think so. That's my guess. I think people will maybe put it at number two or number one. <laughs> Um, I think it's just such a nostalgic record for people. I mean, I, I was we we mentioned before there that I mean we we kind of grew up around mm. the time of that album. I think that might be a factor, but I could be wrong. So, 
comment below let us know and uh maybe see you next time and um, if if people want to check out uh our interviews with jay i mean i believe when are you releasing your i'll be releasing it on friday the second so on release day of the album so next friday right so that'll be that'll have just come out uh lee's interview and mine will have been out a while so if you haven't seen mine by now where are you <laughs> but if you want to go and check out lee's as well uh it will be here somewhere now it will appear on your screen magically and uh we will see you next time